Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now the 6th day of March, 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from my bathroom. You can probably tell that I'm recording this from my bathroom because of the echo and everything like that. But do you know what? There's a reason I'm doing this from my bathroom. I'm doing this from my bathroom because I feel like I need to, I don't know, turn over some new leaves, sort of get some fresh starts. Maybe my mindset could use some fresh starts. And as we're here at the beginning of spring training, that's kind of what spring training is, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the new sense of the season beginning, a sense of optimism, and a sense of, do you know what, maybe some changes needs to, need to come about. Maybe we need to do a few things differently. And sometimes it's, you know, you need to do something with your swing, you need to do something with your pitches, and sometimes it's cosmetic. You know, change your uniforms up. Change your logo up. Change your number up. You know, that, I think there's something valid to that. Something valid to a sense of, you know, a, a sense of, I'm going to make one little change. And that will, you know, when I, you know, I look in the mirror or if I look at my ledger, I look in this, that maybe that change you make will be something that changes your mindset. You know, there, there was a period of time um, during the 80s where a lot of the uniforms were being changed back to more of a traditional look from the wild 70s look. And, and, and right there, the 70s took some teams went on really, really uh, off the rails in terms of new looks for the teams, new identities for the teams. I mean, the most obvious one, obviously, is, is the A's went from being a very conservative blue and red franchise and then in the mid 60s they became a green and gold franchise and the, and throughout the 1970s they had really wild and crazy uniform combination they became more subdued by the end of the 80s and now they're starting to become more more interesting and colorful and in fact i think that one of the things i find very interesting is that you're starting to see more and more teams experiment with colors experiment with t- uniform tops and everything now, i know a lot of that has to do with a selling, you know, marketing, you know, selling merchandise. But there's probably also something like, all right, new duds, new looks. Something, a fresh start. And and your pal Sully kind of, it, it, a lot of things going on in his life beyond this podcast. And I thought maybe I should do something to give a fresh start and a fresh look and I'm going to change something significant with my look, and I decided to do this, you know, to do this on camera as well. Um, last year, I grew this thing on my face. It's called a beard, and it needs to be trimmed. And at one point today, I thought to myself, do you know what? I'm, uh, I'm kind of done with it. I'm like, at least for now, like, I think I'm, I'm making, as I'm moving forward in this year, I'm going to try to make some changes. And do you want to think I'm going to I'm going to go for a different look? And so maybe it'll be a little more of a clean-shaven look. And I decided, seeing that I do everything here with uh, someone looking on and someone basically uh, 
I can't do anything without doing it via podcast. I decided to remove this and continue to talk baseball as I remove this thing from my face. But I haven't shaved for so long, I don't know where the hell the shaving cream is. I'll be right back. Alright, I'm back. I found um, found some shaving cream. It's uh, I was hoping it would be the same kind of shaving cream can that they had in Jurassic Park. You know, where they had the uh, embryos inside it. But uh, anyway, back to, back to the business at hand. You know, sometimes there is changes in identity. And stop and think about beyond just the franchise, you know, beyond just the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Cubs, whatever it is. There are times that uh, a team has a franchise identity beyond just the name and the uniform. For example, think about um, the Tony La Russa era. I'm going to make two Tony La Russa comparisons. The Tony La Russa era A's. Well, those were quite different than the Charlie Finley era A's, right? And that's quite different from the Billy Bean Moneyball A's. Where it's beyond just the personnel, it's just that there's an identity to the team that you think about. The We Are Family Pirates were night had their peak in 1979. By 1990, when the Barry Bonds, Jim Leland Pirates were there, the, the look of the team was different, the feel of the team was different, and you could say the same thing about the Reds. They were no longer the big red machine. And so at some point, and, and the other La Russa uh, uh, example would be the, think about the Cardinals of the 1980s, which were the Whitey Herzog era, they, when they won three pennants and they were, they were a very competitive team. And then think about the Tony La Russa Cardinals Really starting in 2000, yeah, they made the playoffs in 1996, but really starting in 2000 with the, the feel of that team, and by 2001, Pujols was on the squad. There was, they had a very definitive look and feel to that team that was quite different from the team that kept winning pennants in the 1980s. So at some point, there is an identity shift, and almost inevitably, that identity lingers for a couple of seasons, sometimes usually longer than it should. I think the, the one franchise that kind of had what, I, what you'd call in film a hard cut was the Charlie Finley A's, which basically saw the coming of free agency. And by the time the, they won the World Series in 1974, and they had Fingers, Jackson, and Sal Bando, and Catfish Hunter, and Vita Blue, and as I mentioned, Reggie Jackson, and Joe Rudy, and Gene Tennis. You know, the, the, the foundations of the team. And by 1977, they were all gone, save for Vita Blue, and by 1978, Vita Blue was gone. And that was the, the lone example that I could think of here in the bathroom, of a team that saw, that just basically blew up their identity. Which was a, a team that was that had success for more than just one year, and had players that you can associate with them, and a kind of style and uh, a sense of play that you got the sense that certain team, you know, certain players may not even fit with that club. 
and they just blew it up instantly. The Big Red Machine lingered for a while, and you know they kept some of the players together, and it seemed like Dave Concepcion may still be playing with the Reds. I'm not 100% certain about that. <clears throat> and... You know, the Phillies with the Schmidt and Steve Carlton and all them, they kind of lingered a little too long, too. And so I was thinking that maybe when you think about some of the recent teams that have had a certain identity that have um, seen it fade away, I wonder if some of those teams should try to kickstart a new identity. I think the Red Sox did that almost, you know, quite effectively when they blew the team up after 2011. And then they found themselves winning a surprise championship in 2013. But I think by the time they win their next pennant, you're going to see a very different squad. I think only Pedroia is going to be the leftover from the last, from the 2007 champion. That is going to be around the next time they, you know, the next big win that they have. The Yankees are going through something quite interesting as well. The Yankees which are a franchise that everyone associates with victories and multiple championships and everything. But, you know, since 2012, they've made one postseason appearance, a wild card game where they were shut out of. And assuming that Brett Gardner is going to be traded at one point, and assuming this is CeCe Sabathia's final year with the New York Yankees, that means nobody, nobody on this Yankee team will have been a world champion Yankee as a player. There'd be no, you know, you look around, you expect the Yankees to be filled with players who you have, you know, lots of postseason experience and experienced a lot of you know, October glory. But if two players skedaddle as everybody in the world expects them to, well then, that's it. And in a way... I mean, there's going to be some Yankee talk coming up soon and some of this, and, and you're, there's going to be some other teams coming up soon. In a way, that should be exhilarating. There should be a sense of excitement, of a fresh start, of something new, instead of something that is tired or something that is, oh, for the lack of a better word, past its prime. It's the sense of building something new and saying, okay, let's see how this comes together. And not every rebuilding process works. There have been plenty of teams that have rebuilt, and you look and say, oh, this is the nice core of a team here, there, and the other where. And you look up and go, oh, they didn't all quite click. Sometimes it takes purging of all the players, and sometimes it takes a cosmetic change, like the one I'm about to start now. Yeah. This could be really painful. This could be an abject disaster in podcast history. I could be screaming pretty soon. This could be historic. Look at this. Those of you who seen the video version of this, I'm posting this on YouTube. There's gray in my beard. Not for long. Now, I'll tell you the other strange thing. And don't try this at home, kids. I'm about to remove my beard here, both on the podcast and on the video podcast. But the thing is, is like I'm holding up, as you see here, my left hand. And on the screen, it's right. 
So I'm going to have to not look into the camera to do this. I'm going to have to look right here on the freaking mirror. Look at that. There is shaving cream. This is the photos of you just listening. This is going to be almost impossible to follow. Alright. This is going to be a disaster. My beard is too thick to shave right now. And perhaps this is a bizarre metaphor for some of those teams that can't give up the past. And you look at those teams who just can't, like the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, God, this is going to be a disaster. The Philadelphia Phillies could not get rid of the Chase Utleys and the Jimmy Rollins until it was too late. And they were stuck. Kind of like this beard is stuck in my face right now. See, one thing this podcast is not going to be short on is forced metaphors. And man, I'm not even making a dent in this thing. If anything, I'm just trimming it down. Maybe I'll keep the beard. I don't know. You're hearing a man who was hoping this beard would come right off his face. And instead, I'm plowing through my goddamn medicine cabinet. Sorry, Ray. Trying to find a sharper razor. And here I am. All this talk about making a cosmetic change in my beard is still on my face. I look like a lunatic right now. Is this any way to run a podcast? Trying with a fresh razor now. Well, maybe this beard has become inadvertently a very forced metaphor for how hard it is to rebuild. And how hard it is to let go. I did a card of the week, those who are following the Sully Baseball blog, I did a card of the week on Omar Vizquel. And Omar Vizquel was part of the Mariners rebuilding process. And one that included the arrival of Ken Griffey Jr. and Randy Johnson, and Jay Buhner, and Edgar Martinez. You know, all the players who were part of the Mariners when they finally did make it to the postseason. But, there was also the likes of Alvin Davis, Jim Presley, Ray Quinones, Mark Langston. Those players, yes, I know Mark Langston was traded for uh, Randy Johnson. It was a period of time that that looked like they were going to be the great Mariner team of all time. And they were eventually traded Omar Vizquel to the Indians, who had a successful rebuild, but not until they had to go through the Joe Carter, Corey Snyder years. There was a period of time where you looked at some teams that looked like they were putting together great all-time teams, and it didn't all click. The Rangers were full of dynamic star players who looked like they were going to put together a great future ball club. The Mariners, the Indians, 
All in the late 1980s, looked like they were putting it all together. So did the Montreal Expos. And they combined for zero postseason appearances in the late 80s. And they had to wait until the mid-90s. So that new identity isn't always going to come as planned. There are going to be times you think you're putting it together right. You think you have all the prospects lined up. You have your future looking so bright. And it doesn't click. And sometimes you look up and you're like, you know what? Our best laid plans didn't come to fruition. And I wonder what is harder to get rid of. The sense of clinging on to the past. The sense of a future that seems so bright that you can't let go of what was promised. Or this beard from my face. These are things that I do not know. What if I look terrible without the beard? Well, it's too late now, Sully. It's too late now. Well, this side of my face is now shaved off. This side is not. I refuse to have a goatee. A goatee is the facial hair of people who are indecisive. And I am being decisive right now. I am not going to have... You see, the goatee is the hair of a team that wants to contend, but also wants to rebuild at the same time. And every once in a while, you'll have a team that gets away with it. The 2013 Red Sox got away with it. That was a rebuilding year, they won the World Series. But that was also a team that had very, very long beards. Not goatees. When I see someone with a goatee, I think, come on, beard? Or mustache. You gotta pick one. I realize something now. That if I kept this sideburn right now, I could have really super Fred Lynn circa 1976 sideburns. And wouldn't that be cool? Problem is I already shaved the sideburns from that side. So you can't do that. I can't pull a Harvey Dent and be have two different sides to my face. It's just it's not gonna happen. You know, your pal Sully's not going to do that. I've also come to the point where I, you know, I've gone too far. You know, I even got, you know, I got to, you know, I got to finish what I'm doing here. I got to go all in on this rebuild. This is the Houston Astros doing their rebuild in the mid, uh, the, like 2012, 2013. They went all in. And you're starting to see other teams see the advantage of that. Now, it worked with the Cubs. It worked with the Astros. It may not work with everybody. And man, that will suck if you really, really tank a few seasons. But that's when you're, it's all on your scouting department at that point. Your new identity. A rebuild. A new identity. Teams, not every championship team, not every franchise has an identity like what I'm talking about here. It usually is a team with prolonged success. I think some of the teams that have identities now, I think the Red Sox are getting one. I think the Cubs certainly are developing one. I think the Indians are beginning to develop one. Uh, the Royals, with their success that they've had recently, they have a certain identity to them. Certainly the Giants. And I would say the Cardinals to a degree. Yeah, it's really starting to get in my mouth right now. What a pain in the ass.
Well, it's official I have a goatee now. And it's official that if I go outside looking like this, I would feel like a genuine a-hole. You know, I really could have gone for the whole um, Chester A. Arthur look, you know, by having it, by just shaving just this bottom part and just growing my mutton chops out. But, uh, you know, I'd like to stay employed. I've got this mustache thing going now with a little soul patch underneath. Now, I mean, I feel awful that this is on my face like this. I have to get rid of this soul patch. And now, I have a 70s porn stash. Is this kind of, you know, I used to want to have a mustache when I was younger. I may be part of it because a lot of uh, baseball players had mustaches when I was growing up. And a lot of them looked cool. Maybe part of it was I was a Magnum P.I. fan and... When I was growing up, Magnum was was awesome, and he looked great with a beard. I, I great with a mustache. Sorry, I I grew my first mustache when I was in high school, and I wanted to look like Tom Selleck or maybe uh, Elliot Gould in Mash, in the movie Mash. Instead, I look like a Mario brother. Look at this mustache now. Should I keep it? Nope. Well. Here we go. Clean shaven Sully. A rebuild. A new identity. Yeah, the beard looked good for a while, but I think I'm going to go with this. At least until this doesn't work. Some teams may need to shave their face and start again and do something kind of drastic. Rebuilds aren't always pretty, they don't always work. But sometimes they're essential, and eventually the right one will. And I have a crap load of hair in my mouth, and you don't even want to see the sink. It looks like Chewbacca just shed in our sink. Yeah, there's no need to see that. But, uh, for those of you who've been watching this on YouTube or on Twitter or wherever it is, I'm glad I've been able to take you into my bathroom. Uh, for those of you who have just been listening to this, this must have been somewhat surreal. But... That's what you do when you do a podcast 365 days a year. So go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. You can be old school, send me an email at info at SullyBaseball.com. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Shaving my face and finding an identity. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 6th day of March, 2016, in my bathroom. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please... Call me clean shaven Sully.